Hey, y'all. We are back. Black Coffee and Tea podcast. Black Coffee and Tea. We are in the building, literally. I have moved, as you guys can see, from my, uh, you know, popular kitchen table upstairs. So I'm excited about that. Had to share that. Uh, (laughs) I got tired of being in the kitchen (laughs) doing work. So I wanted to um, mention, you know, we have heard you guys speak and talk and give us great feedback and insight on the show. Thank you all for those loyal followers that continue to watch us um, and subscribe and, you know, engage with us on Instagram and all of our other social media platforms. We truly appreciate it. Um, One of the uh, requests or um, feedback responses and how to, you know, make our show better or just input was to break up our show in segments, you know? Um, so this way our viewers have a way to, you know, look forward to things that we constantly talk about. Um, and it just makes things a little less choppy. So we appreciate that feedback. We listen to you guys and here is what we have come up with and we will implement today. So super excited. So we will kick off the show by, what'd you say? That's so formal. I know. I was like, I didn't realize how formal it was. Now we will get less formal. (laughs) However, I felt like I needed to kind of be a little bit more, you know, structured just by saying this. But yeah, so every show we will kick off, you know, with an opener about what our happenings are in each of our cities. So Whitney will, her segment for this will be California Love since she is in the beautiful California. I'm in the beautiful Nashville. So we are also known as Music City. So my segment will be Music City Street. So Whatever happenings are going on, you know, during the upcoming weeks or whatever the case is, we'll let you guys know um, what what that is. So to kick us off, I will begin Music City Streets. We literally just had the CMA Fest, which is the country music festival in Nashville. Um, tons of people have showed up and showed out. We had an awesome air show in Smyrna, Tennessee. So all good things surrounding there bachelorette haven is in nashville so if you are looking to you know have a dope bachelorette party come to nashville apparently we're the number one city to do it in um interesting i know isn't it interesting it's literally the number one city i'm like nashville but i think that's more so for caucasian uh because i don't really see a lot of black I don't see a lot of other minorities here for their bachelorette. I usually see them in Cabo or... Exactly. We kind of want to go away. (laughs) That part. But, you know, for Nashville, you got Honk Tonk and all these other kind of things. So, yeah, that's my feedback. So, happy, happy partying. Any California love you want to give, Whitney? What's going on in LA? Yeah, so shout out Nashville. Sounds popping out there. Um, <laughs> I do, I did, I did enjoy living in Nashville, so, um, <laughs> but, um, California, let's see, there's always some things going on in California. I think this weekend was Pride Fest. Um, I wish I got to go to that. A few of my friends went out there. Um, I was, I, I am still contemplating going to the show tonight. So Ashanti's headlining, like the closing 
thing tonight at Pride. Ooh, and I was like, oh, okay. I wouldn't mind doing a whole throwback Ashanti. I love Ashanti. But it's just so packed. And I don't, I kind of just don't want to be in the streets and like. The mosh just, posh. Mosh posh. And then I'm not a big like parade person. Yeah. Like, I don't like parades. I don't like Christmas parades. I just don't want to be outside looking at people walk by and shit. But, you know, shout out LA Pride, Pride Fest. Yeah. Love is love. Um, So that's what's going on this weekend. So next weekend, though, I'm super excited about Smoke and Grooves. So this is like, I think the second or third year they're doing that in Long Beach. Last year's headliner was Janae Aiko, and this year is going to be Erica Badu. Love, Um, love. A lot of soul music. We got Common coming out, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. It's going to be dope. So I'm very excited. That's yeah. a vibe. That is a vibe. Usher's going to be there. Ella May, Daniel Caesar, Jacquees, a lot of people. Slum Village. Um, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. It's a little smoke and grooves festival. So if you're in LA, I will be out there. I'm going to try my hardest to reach out to Miss Erica Bazu and let Wait. her know that I will be there. And I would love to talk to her if I can. But either way, maybe I can try to like get some footage and drop it on our YouTube. And let her know that she shows us mad love on Instagram, whether she knows it or not, honey, we can pull the receipts and tell her, thank you. <laughs> no, but I love, I do. I love Erica. I'm obsessed with Ari Lennox right now. So that's yes. dope. I can- Everybody go listen to her album, Shea Butter Baby. Girl. Amazing. Amazing. I- listen, oh. repeat from front to end. I repeat. Let- you just let it play through. Like, there's oh, nothing you have to be like, oh, skip this song. Like, it's nope. just a masterpiece. It's nope. it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I haven't felt that way since SZA. She gives me kind of SZA vibes, but... Um, she gives me Erica Badu um, vibes, too. She gives me Erica Badu vibes. She's a good blend of today and yesterday. Plus, she's from the DMV. So oh, shoot. That's Okay. Um, yeah, support her, y'all. Dope. Super dope. All right. Very cool. Damn, I wish I was in LA next weekend. <laughs> I know it's gonna be so lit. Hey, that's Father's Day weekend too. You know, oh, is it? It is. It is. Shout out to the daddies. Okay, the daddies out there. The active daddies. <laughs> right. That's a whole other podcast. Um. So <laughs> but no, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, so, okay, cool. Now I kind of just want to move on to, as we were saying earlier, as I was saying earlier about, um, you know, breaking our podcast up into segments, we will not be shouting these out every single time, meaning the description. So hopefully you guys will all be listening to this one. So going forward, you'll just know what these mean, these titles. So let's get into what's the tea, sis, which is going to be surrounded by the hot topics of the day. Um, I'll let Whitney kick it off. What's the tea, sis? I'm always the one with the tea, huh? You do have tea. <laughs> Girl, I've been, you know, shoot, I, I've been out of the loop lately when it comes to tea. You're funny. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been kind of slow week, I feel. Um, it's not too much going on. Wendy Williams is out here in these streets popping. If y'all haven't seen her, she is living her best life. Um, she's hanging with the Kardashians, Black China. She's coming out on stage. She's wearing these little booty shorts. Her boobs are sitting up. She got the sleek down blonde okay. hair. Wendy is not playing with nobody in these streets anymore, okay? So I think 
maybe she was holding herself back, but now since all, all this drama has come out with her husband, it seems like she's been liberated. So I'm here for it. She seems um, a lot lighter. Like she just yeah. a lot <laughs> lighter lately. And it's for you to mention, she's been hanging out with the Kardashians. I did see a picture of her and Kris Jenner. And to me, I'm like, okay, are we building bridges that we've burned or, cause you know, she has never been a, She's never been quiet about how she feels about the Kardashians. Now, she, no. I have heard her speak to Kim and say, oh, she's a they're good-looking girl, but she definitely clowns them as many she times. definitely is, um, or can. has been yeah. known to talk heavily about the Kardashians. And I, this is my feel about it. Wendy came out here and came out to LA or Hollywood like last week. I think she's been here like all week. Um, I honestly believe that the Kardashians reached out to Wendy. All right. I feel like they know this is a, she's at a vulnerable place right now. Wendy Williams is kind of low key. She's coming up from some hard times. And I think they're kind of getting, trying to get on Wendy's good side. All right. And they may may be the ones trying to like bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, Kardashians love to be, you know, in the spotlight, in the headlines, anything for the shock factor. And Wendy has been making these headlines. They, she's Mm -hmm. been on shade room like every day Mm -hmm. since this whole news has broke about her husband and the baby and shit. So yeah, I get it. I'm not really surprised by that, but I can totally see them reaching out to her though. Exactly. They know how to reach out now to stay relevant. Chris um, knows how to reach out. Chris knows how to get in front of the story, child. I'm just trying to tell you. In front of it. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of the Kardashians, um, some more tea that has come out is uh Tristan Thompson's Chloe Kardashian's uh baby father, his ex. Um, I believe her name is Jordan something. Um, um, her ex, he's the one, she was actually pregnant at the time when Tristan and Chloe um, started dating. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she did an interview recently and she came out, basically said that, you know, yes, Chloe is the reason for her breakup. So a lot of people speculated that and she never really spoke on it, but I guess she's now feeling comfortable and I think she was asked about it and she just said, yeah, Chloe was the reason, you know, everything was fine. And then he just dipped. And then I saw him out and about with Chloe and, you know, I had to confront him with it. So, um, it's her interview has been getting mixed reviews because some people are like, all right, sis, so you're blaming everybody except Tristan. Well, <laughs> and Chloe also, is that what yeah, she- and Chloe also immediately drank, blamed uh, Jordan Woods when she heard about her hooking up with Tristan as well. So it just seems as if like, and this could be relevant for a lot of women. Like, it seems like guys kind of get off the hook mm-hmm. when it comes to infidelity and stuff, and mm-hmm. the blame goes straight to the other woman. So, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I was going to ask you, um, did you know, because I know that you were, you had a celebrity crush with Tim, but he's, you're how I heard about Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I saw him in person. Before so- he was at the ESPYs in 2016 I went to the ESPYs I was a seat filler and I didn't I'd never seen that man in my life but he was sitting in my row and or he was coming past my row and me and my friend I was like who the fuck is that like he looked so good and just like now he looks like a clown to me which is yeah. interesting yeah it's funny how <laughs> but that- literally two or three weeks later he was with Chloe in public and I was like wow this fool's about to blow up and he was a nameless person at the ESPYs like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so well and I was gonna say I wonder 
did we even know that he was with someone? Like, I'm sure those people that just kind of follow Tristan and kind of know, but like, I didn't even hear about her until there was a Chloe. And until, you know, it was like, oh, Tristan Thompson's baby mom, she's pregnant. And now he's with Chloe. Like, I never, first, I didn't really know who he was until, like I said, you mentioned him. And then right. when he was with Chloe, now it's like, oh, they dig up. It probably obviously isn't hard to find the, the juice, um, especially that he's with somebody and she's pregnant. But what I'm saying is, is that I, I, to your point, yes, I do feel like men do get off the hook. I feel like women um, are usually the ones to blame. But at the same time, um, not even speaking about this situation, you know, I feel like women, we like to assume that the other woman knows all the time that this man had someone. I'm not speaking to the women who know that that person is in a relationship, but there are times where you have even married men who don't disclose, you know, that they're in a full-blown marriage and have a full family, and it's not hard to do anymore. <laughs> it's not as hard as you think, you know, and to be honest with you, a lot of people um, just, I don't know, maybe it's, I, I do agree to your point that men get off the hook. I, I, I'll just say that. We, we look to the other woman to be like, why you? Why did you do this? Why did you break up my family? Why, why, why? And although the man may get backlash, a lot of times they end up staying together anyway. So I don't know why that happens though. There was a viral video. I don't know if you've seen it because you've kind of been off of Instagram, mm -hmm. um, but there was a viral video recently where some dumbass woman apparently she was pregnant and she walked in on this mistress in her husband's house mm -hmm. and she was shown with a gun so we can't see the person recording but we can see the mistress in front of her her head is bleeding profusely and she keeps hitting her with the butt of the gun and she's like bitch why the fuck are you in my house you already knew tell him she was like call him up right now and tell him you're done and she was like okay don't hit me anymore and she was like bitch i said call him now you're on my house i this is my house i have the right to shoot you i'm not shooting you but call him right now and tell him you're done so this got leaked the video went viral it was just disgusting behavior first of all she's brutally attacking this mistress and it's like apparently the girl the woman um the wife was pregnant so she's like seven or eight months pregnant with a gun in her hand attacking a fucking mistress blood profusely dripping down her face and this woman decides to release the footage so it's just basically telling on yourself you know what you just did so the shit goes viral um apparently one of her friends um came to speak about the situation and she was like Wait, so, who released the video? The wife? The wife did. So the the wife recorded it, and I guess she tried to embarrass the mistress. Like, yeah, I'm beating your ass right now with a gun. You can't do shit. I caught you in my house. And so she releases the video like a dumbass. Like a lot of these millennials today, they just fucking record their crimes and then release them for some odd reason. So now I think the, the girl is dealing with like assault charges and all types of shit be, and like kidnapping because she wouldn't let the girl leave. So the girl wanted to leave, but she's, she's like, no bitch, call him right now. She's like, call Eric or, or, or Jaquise, Jachrome, um, whoever it is, call him right now and tell her, tell him that you don't want to see him anymore. And she called, he didn't answer. She said, leave a voicemail, bitch, leave a voicemail and knocked her in the head. And the girl was just like, I, okay, okay, please. I, I don't want to do this anymore. 
And so now she's dealing with assault. She's dealing with all types of shit. I feel like I have a... I'm trying to figure... Because it's like, on one hand, you would think you would handle a situation one way. And then if you're presented with that situation, you would do something different. Um, What I don't agree with is the releasing of the video for sure. Obviously, I don't agree with her like fucking beating the bitch's ass, especially with a gun. I guess my position on that is you're seven, eight months pregnant. What if that bitch, the mistress, somehow gets gets loose and realizes, oh, you ain't about shit and starts whooping your ass. Now you're bait. Like, those are the kinds of things, but again, you don't, people don't think when it comes to those kind of things. But what I will say is based on her response to not just get the fuck out, I beat your ass a few times, get the fuck out. It's, I want you to prove to him that you don't want him. Versus, that's sick. Cause it's like, you think. Is, <laughs> and my thing is, it's, it's totally different when you tell somebody, um, to tell that somebody that you're done. We all know if that person isn't done, like, for instance, I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm like, you know, my husband's like, you need to stop smoking cigarettes. Well, if I'm not ready to stop smoking cigarettes, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to now smoke outside or I'm going to smoke behind your back and I'm going to, you know, suppress it and it's just going to come out other ways. If your man is not done voluntarily because he realizes he fucked up and he needs to genuinely be done, that behavior is going to continue and that is really who your issue is with. That mistress has nothing to do with whether she says, I'm done. I don't want to fuck with you no more. Do you think that man is going to stop calling? (laughs) Do you think that man is going to stop calling her if they had something, especially if she's a mistress, she's not some stripper who's like a one bam. The fact that he left her in your house, to me, that shows that there's some type of trust or some type of relationship that was built. Um, and I just think it's stupid. Like, I would never be like, call my husband right now and tell him you're done. No, I'm calling my husband and telling him, who is this bitch? We, like, we don't have to have a conversation. That's, I just place the blame on the person that I have the commitment with. Absolutely. That's what people need to understand. Like, it's about you and the person who committed to you. I understand being mad at the other, the other, uh, third party involved, but being physically violent and all that dumb shit. Uh, unless you're like in high school and even if you are in high school you should be grown enough to realize that's not going to keep a man around um it's just something you have to yeah before it's probably happened with a different woman before Mm -hmm. and you know i'm just like the fact that again it messes me up that she's like call him call him right now what does that do Girl, and then she said, leave a voicemail. Like, like it's not, he's not answering. Leave a voicemail. I would have told her if I was going to be her and be that girl, I'd be like, okay, leave a text. Like, because he may not check that voicemail till he get home. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, Just, that's weird. (laughs) It's a mess. It's, it's, it's messy out here in these streets. Girl, girl, girl. girl. Stories like that make me very glad to be single. We got to do better. Got to. Um, so yeah, that's what other tea is there. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, T.I., he's been going off at the blogs. He went off on TMZ. Um, asking for everyone to boycott TMZ because TMZ released some documents saying that his sister who died in a car accident, that, um, cocaine was found in her system and that was part of it 
apparently, or, you know, she was dealing with some diseases and the cocaine didn't help with the trauma after the accident. So that the blogs released that and T.I. went on a rampage and he was like, you know, y'all always try to make money off of people's pain and don't ever think you're going to interview me or my family. Any blogs that post this information, don't ever think we're going to be um, allies. And I'm calling for all of my people to boycott any blogs that basically release this information. So I understand like he's grieving. That's very private. It's very sad. But honestly, I just feel like T.I. only really catches outrage when it's directly involving him or somebody he's like aligned with. And it's like, these things happen all the time and no celebrities are really immune. So I just don't know why it's like, every time someone crosses you, you want to like take this big public stance and want everybody to boycott or, you know, it, it just, T.I. is just so fake woke to me that it just bothers me a little bit when he, gets on this pedestal and starts like preaching to folks um I can see that I don't know it's just annoying and it's just like we don't yeah we may have heard that information but it really wasn't a big deal I don't think yeah I don't think it went over that well actually now that you say that I didn't I heard about it indirectly because uh, what's his name Andrew Caldwell <laughs> he <laughs> so my sister sent me she texted me a video of him basically defending T.I. And again, I didn't know what T.I. had done, said, who said what. He was just like, you know, this has got to stop. You know, we are, you know, you will not, you know, use his family's name in vain. You know, it was just all of this stuff. All the dramatic. <laughs> I'm like, why is he taking it for T.I.? I'm like, oh God, if anything, he needs to leave T.I.'s name out of his mouth because being how Anthony is, it's so easy for people to twist his words and be like, okay, you said T.I. smashed you or tried to hit on you. Like, I just was like thinking, oh God, this is going to be horrible. But now I see what he's defending. Okay. Yeah, he was defending her. A lot of people, you know, spoke up about it and defended T.I. and the situation. It was just like, well, his sister technically wasn't a superstar. So why is the information being brought out? But she was a, a public figure. She was on his reality show. People do know her face. They do know her, yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, it is an unfortunate situation, but I don't think, I, I do believe drug abuse along with like mental health, those are all very real situations. So I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about or right. shamed about. If anything, if I was TI, I would kind of take it as an opportunity to just be like, look, everybody needs to leave these drugs alone. Like, you know, my sister was dealing with a lot and this didn't help her situation, and I don't want to see nobody else go through what she went through. Like, right. it, sometimes, if you really want to be woke, T.I., then make it bigger than yourself. You know right. what I'm saying? Because ultimately, it shouldn't just be an issue because it affects you. You should be thinking about something bigger. Bigger than you. Yeah. Exactly, because he claims to care about, you know, rights, black people rights, and, you know, all this grand stuff. So it's just like, I don't know. T.I. always gets on some type of rant. He does. But, um, he does. God bless his, his family because it is a tough thing to deal with, especially in the media. Yeah, you know. it totally is. I uh, was, when I was on there this morning, I saw um, this picture on the shade room of Regine. Oh, okay. And Fabulous's stepdaughter, Emily B's daughter. I think her name is Tatiana or something like that. 
okay. whatever her name, Taina, I think is her name. She's a real pretty girl. And then um, some other, it was three girls. So you had Regine, you had uh, Fabulous' stepdaughter, and you had some other girl. Well, they're, clearly Regine was shorter. She's more, she's more brown skin. She's the dark, darker skinned uh, woman. I'm getting to the point here in a second. And the other two, they looked like, you know, Latina-ish, and they were a little bit taller. Um, I just thought about something. Go ahead. There was a comment from this black guy who said, Regine, you are short and too thick to be in this picture. If you were just a little bit taller and a little bit skinnier, um, you know, you would be better. But this picture is not for you. So, <laughs> is this just a regular fan in the comments? It's just a fan in the comments, child. Just a fan. I mean, the shade room had posted a picture of that comment. And uh-huh. so Toya, her mom, Regine's mom, was like, fuck you. You know, Toya always be in the comments lurking. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the comments that I read were very disheartening um, because I was thinking the same thing that a lot of these people wrote. It was like, you know, I just wish that our black men, you know, stop disrespecting us. And some people thought that, you know, that was a colorism comment because she was the only darker skinned or black girl in the, like, you know, people can read into it. It's like, first of mm-hmm. all, how dare you comment on her weight? I'm looking for the picture. Yeah, it was like posted today, I think, or maybe yesterday or something. But I, I saw it today. Yeah. You see it? She looks gorgeous in this she picture. She looks beautiful. They all look good. I saw this picture and was like, oh, she's giving me clueless 90 vibes. And those other two girls, to me, aren't just super tall. Like, if they're in person, they're, they're probably around the same height. Just Girl, they're just light-skinned or non-black. Short. They're light-skinned or non-black, and they just get a pass because of that. And it's it's sickening, but it's it's... So this is what I've been saying and we've been saying in our previous podcasts um, before about just these comments coming. It's really hurtful, especially, again, when it comes from our Black men who we constantly stand behind and we rally behind when there are certain injustices or things that happen to our Black men. But you're going to publicly shame me in front of two other non-Black, whatever the mixture is, I don't even care. Um, It's just fucked up. It's fucked up. And our black women are the most disrespected. The most what did disrespected. And Derek Jackson, he commented on that. He was like, I'll yep. be happy when the day comes when disrespected black women is as equal as, uh, what did he say? Snitching. Snitching. So it's apparent. It's nothing that even uh, needs to be addressed. It's as apparent as apparent as night and day. And I'm tired of it. When I saw that comment, my heart went out to her because you don't know what she's had to deal with. One, growing up in a, she's obviously privileged, but what I'm saying is that doesn't take away that she has her own experiences and her own insecurities. And therefore, colorism is one of those things that all oh, of yeah. us, it's, it's karmic, you know, like Wayne is one of the first people, Wayne literally is one of the first rappers who brought to the mainstream how I like them long, thick, red, bone, don't see me with no dark skin, bitch. Like he's been the main one, you know what I'm saying? And people used to call him out on that when she was a little girl and was like, you have a dark skin child. Right. And he's like, well, she's rich. So that's, so it's different. And it's just like the ignorance, you know, it's so sickening 
um, it makes me think about one of our other followers. They left a comment on, um, I posted a picture of Idris Elba and his, I believe his wife or fiance. His wife um, now. They just got married, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, and somebody was just like, I believe she's lighter than him. Or she, she's yeah, she's probably yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're they're both definitely brown skin. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. I'm pulling up. Um, she's she's lighter skin. She's like a caramel complexion. She's like caramel. Um, but I would say she was light skin. Right, but mm-hmm. somebody said, you know, they wish that black dark skinned women would be admired. It was it was a woman who was like, damn, I just wish. I just wish dark-skinned women were like wanted mm-hmm. and it just it just hurt you know and another um com another fan our follower was like well at least she's black and it's like damn we do got to be like damn at least she is black because we know the climate today and it's like shit you're lucky to just get a black person like period like one in complexion the- aside it's just at least she is black you and know like- and I think too when we say that the more that I see that being said, and I've even thought it myself, obviously, is when I don't have to question, well, what is she mixed with? Well, I mean, I know she's black, but like, it's nice to be able to be like, oh, he's with a black girl. Like, not that it matters whether she's half, whatever the case is, but damn, it's nice. It is. It really is. When, especially when someone is wanted, Idris Elba is fine as fuck. Again, he's not Bismarcky choosing a black girl like you know sometimes we do want to be wanted by someone that's we want yeah. <laughs> you know so it's, it's just you don't really see it. it like who do you see with brown skin dark Listen, skin Denzel shout out to him you know for being with paula for 30 something years she's a black woman and he's been one of the hot commodities for several decades and you know it's just again it's nice when we are able to see that hell barack obama um, you know, we can, we, there are people that do value, um, black women. And I wish we highlighted that more, um, uh, because yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to have brown skin children. It's a beautiful thing to have lighter skin, black children, yeah. you know, all shades are beautiful. And I think that's the beauty in being black is that we don't yeah. have to look alike, but when we start to place value in one shade or one type of hair grade over the other, that is when we have the problem. And it's been around. It's obviously not going anywhere. It's just like, it's a real problem. And it's just, I don't, this is why I choose personally on our page. I try not to post like, I like to promote black relationships. Like it's yeah. no, it's no shade. I don't have any shade against Kylie right. Jenner with Travis Scott. I don't have any shade against Kim with Kanye. Right. But I personally choose not to post them, especially yeah. as a couple. I don't like to promote that. Like mm. it, it's cool. They're gorgeous. They're a beautiful couple. It is love is love. It floats their boat. But to me, I just feel like there's so it, it that's overshown. We've seen that a million fucking times. A black man with a mixed other non-black woman it mm-hmm. happens over and over again time and time again to the point where it's almost regular now mm-hmm. and when you see a black person with another black person it's like oh shoot black love damn that's right you know it's almost like a shock it so, is <laughs> i just hate that that's just so promoted now and then even the fact that like these black women or these non-black women how they adopt the black uh, look 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even the body look or just the trends, the styles, the lips, the whatever. It's just like build a black person. And it's like, y'all would really prefer that. And that's more acceptable. And then when you have an authentic black person standing next to the build a black person, they don't fit in. They need to get out the picture. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's and now we have black women who are going under the knife to try to become a caricature of a black woman. And it's like, you really didn't have to do this. They'd start doing this to be more of you. And now you're doing it to be more of a caricature of yourself. Right. It, you think about, you know, how that plays in our like subconscious and shit. It's just, it's deeper than, oh, I just want to look good. And it's like. Yeah. And the one thing that I hate that I hear the most about is when people try to reverse it and say, well, you guys straight, black women, you guys straighten your hair, you color your hair. You know, my thing is, that's like saying we wear makeup, right? To me, that's an accessory. Like, regardless of how we ended up straightening our hair from back in the day to be more European because we weren't accepted in certain circles or whatever the case is, now that we're here, the beauty of hair is that we can do whatever the fuck we want to do with its hair. We are, we as Black women, we naturally come with full lips we naturally come with more curvy bodies we're naturally already have a uh, you know melanin we're naturally already just you know we're exotic i would say that black women are exotic as well if not more but when you i hate I, it's almost like that whole black lives matter all lives matter well if we're sitting here saying well white women trying to be black women but it's like well black women trying to be white women y'all straighten your hair that is a fucking temporary fix now and it honestly that wasn't us that wasn't something that we tried to do that was us conforming to the society that we were in exactly that's That's why you see now a lot of more women like me i'm not i'm refusing to straighten my hair for the next fucking summer if i can hold out the whole summer i don't want to and it's like you you're wearing you're wearing locks now like more women are coming back to natural hairstyles and natural Mm -hmm. stuff because we don't feel the pressure to conform as much because shit y'all want to be us so why why do we need to conform you know what i'm saying what people don't understand is a lot of that time with us conforming to white society it's it's for survival like you know what i'm saying like i i felt as if I needed to straighten my hair for a job interview or else I would be judged. Mm. I felt as if I needed to straighten my hair for the workplace or else I would be judged. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, they don't even understand that concept. Mm. Everything for them is a choice and a luxury and a privilege. So they don't understand the conformity aspect of why some of those traditions, you know, have been upkept. Exactly. Like I didn't want my hair to be permed. I didn't, I didn't even have a choice. I was seven when my hair started being permed because it was natural. Yeah, it was, it was a natural thing to do as a black woman to, to get a just for me and put a relaxer in your hair because that's the manageable way to do black kids hair. It wasn't a choice. It wasn't like, Oh, I really want to be white today. It was just society. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. I, we're on the same page with that one. So. Wow. Okay, this is a great time to move into our next segment, Mia. Yes, so our next <laughs> segment, love the segment. So our next segment, we will, it's called Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream. Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream. Mm-hmm. For those viewers that have been around since the beginning, they won. know there's a special meaning with that. <laughs> Who's saying that? Who wrapped up? I don't have That was our original um, theme song, but we don't have the copyright claims to it, so we couldn't put it on the exactly. podcast. But. <laughs> However, there is, you know, that may be a uh, sweet steak tip of the day and you may win something. So we just gave you something. So 
yeah, so black coffee, no sugar, no cream. We will be discussing, uh, you know, specific black-related uh, topics. Um, again, if you guys have anything that you'd like to share in our comments, if we, you know, miss it in future episodes, we'd love to bring it up. But let's just go ahead and get right into it with the obvious when they see us. Yes. Netflix debuted this, I think, what, a few weeks ago or a week ago or something like that. And it was it's only uh, been a week. It has had it that has much been buzz. a few days. It was like, it, it, it premiered, it came out last weekend. I started oh, watching wow. it. So it last Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Whitney, do you want to, did you watch all four episodes? I did. I watched a few of them more than once because I missed some parts in there and I like to watch things twice if I really am into it. <laughs> so I don't miss let anything. me give my disclaimer. So I have, I feel like I have watched it. I, although I haven't, and it's probably totally different from actually seeing it or seeing this, um, this documentary, but I have only watched the first like 30 minutes of the first episode and I, that took me out. So I, that should tell oh you my that. God, not pretty, 30 minutes. Girl, you just <laughs> tell you, they weren't even really, they're just getting started with the, um, with the, what do you call it? The interrogation. Yeah. And I just, when those little boys were like, I didn't do, you know, just like, uh, and then they were, they were portraying and they were telling these kids, like their friends were saying they did stuff. Like it just became too much for me to see kids being treated like they're fucking adults. I think even one of the kids didn't even have his parents in the room. Um, you know, so I have only seen 30 minutes of the first episode. So I will, I still have my opinions about it, but I will let Whitney <laughs> kick it off because she knows way more about it than I do. All right. As far as so- the show. For yeah. those who don't know, um, it is a limited documentary series that premiered on Netflix called When They See Us by director um, Ava DuVernay. DuVernay, yes. She's amazing. This is her genre, I believe, like very impactful uh, pro-Black uh, narratives like this. But so this is based off of a true account of the Central Park Five, which happened, I believe, like in 1989 mm-hmm. um, in New York. Basically, five Black boys were prosecuted and served jail time for raping and brutally attacking a white woman. Um, they spent about anywhere between like seven to 14 years in jail, all five of them, different time, di- different sentences. Um, and they were released, or one of them was released, um, the last one who was still serving their time, uh, once another uh, convicted felon actually confessed to the crime, matched the DNA, all five boys were exonerated of the charges, but the damage had already been done, so this had been, like, a huge thing in the 90s. I remember, I believe, like, Oprah had some of the people on their show, like, I was an avid, avid, like, Oprah watcher, so I used to watch, um, every freaking Oprah episode, and I remember she was literally talking about this, and that's how I first heard about it, um, and it was a huge deal, it was a huge deal, basically, it's a four-part documentary series, it only has four episodes, all right, but each episode is between an hour to an hour, 30 minutes, so it's almost like four mini-movies, okay, um, it's imperative that we watch this, even if it hurts, even if it's horrendous for us to experience all of that, it needs to be seen, it needs to be watched, um, especially when it comes to police, and even today, even though this is set back in 1989, 
black people could this could happen y'all tomorrow because at the end of the day usually we are afraid of the police we don't really want much interaction with the police and we don't know our rights you know what i'm saying so it's very very imperative that everyone watches this film um and that's why i really like ava's work because she 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 makes films and stuff about people's stories that aren't that easy to accept and watch and a lot of black people they're like why do we always got to talk about the bad stuff why do we always got to talk about the negative stuff why? but it's like stuff like this is imperative because these people's stories have to be put out in their own voice in their own way white people have led the narrative of things that have happened to us for so long and now we're just now getting the directors and the writers to kind of tell our own stories so it's only fair to kind of hear our stories our way our version you know mm -hmm. so this this is just a corrupt it just shows the corruptness of the legal system um and how black people and even kids are just not protected um by our legal system mm -hmm. and one of the boys unfortunately he got sent he was the only boy out of five boys who got sent to adult prison because he was 16. So they, they prosecuted him as an adult. He got sent to one of the most deadliest prisons in America, Rikers Island. And his experience was just beyond brutal. Um, fortunately, though, at the, at the end of everything, I'm not going to ruin the whole plot for everyone who wants to go watch it. Um, but at the end of everything, these men were awarded, I believe, like $41 million from the state of New York. And at least it gave them something, you know, to... to to like kind of pick their lives back up but at the end of the day those people those boys who are now men their lives were like changed forever you know what i'm saying you will see the impact of what happened to them forever and it's not just when they get out of jail it's like this shows this film shows the struggle that people have even when they're done serving their time it's like it's a it's a repeated cycle of once you're in the system, they got your ass almost forever because you can't get a job. You Most likely you're gonna go back to doing illegal shit just to make money. So now you're just gonna go right back to jail. So it's like, this is a, a act of fucking war <laughs> against our people. If you haven't seen the documentary 13, you gotta see that too. I believe Ava produced that as well. And that is real life about how the prison system is just like a new form of slavery. And this just shows every single detail it's very very good so i just suggest everyone watch it and i think the person that you're referencing because i when i was doing some reading up on the central park five um with since i wasn't able to watch the rest of the episodes um corey wise i believe was the one yeah. that you're referencing that you know was sent to that right. um Rikers Island and it just breaks my heart because from I did see in the first episode he just I mean he literally had nothing to, I mean none of them had anything to do with what happened but what I'm saying is he wasn't at the park at that time no. his friend he got the worst end of it he was just being a good friend he was being a good friend by supporting his friend who they needed to take down to be investigated so Corey Wise was like all right you know I'll go you know sure I'll go you could see the hesitation but he was like shit you know I I guess I'll go and support my friend. And out of all of the boys, he got sentenced the, the most amount of years, like you said, to an adult prison. And I did read a lot of the stuff that had happened to him while he was there facing time. 
And even in an excerpt he just put out um, uh, in one of these articles, you know, he looked at, he said that, you know, this experience for him has actually been a blessing. And for, it's his story. And for him to have gone through all of what he had gone through, for him to now be able to say that, that literally brought tears to my eyes because I, I can't, one, I can't imagine being a mother or a witness or someone who knew these actual boys back then. I can't even fathom that because it's, again, I can't even watch the rest of the episodes, right? So then to be the actual person and then years later be able to say this really, yes, it's my story, but it's a blessing. And now the character that portrayed me, now we have a connection to my story and everyone, like, it just shows how big of a person we, we as black people have to continue to be. Even faced with these type of adversities, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, whether they're low grade to, you know, to severe, we always have to rise above. That's one thing that we know how to do. But these men, all of them are very brave. And my heart still goes out to their families, them. I'm glad that, oh, and then the settlement was shit, you know, to me. I mean, you know, people are like, well, we got something. It's like, yeah, but after taxes chewed into that, they all had to split it. Bro, they all walked away with probably $5 million. I mean, like, for a crime, again, they never did. For mm -hmm. whatever they had to deal with in jail, for a crime, they never did. All of yeah. the evidence did not point to them. They had no evidence. Yes, they did have confessions, but again, they were forced confessions. So you have, it's just very sad. And I, I agree with you. And you, everybody should see this. Now, I, again, if those that can't see it, again, I don't know how your mental plays a part in certain things. Like I'd like to assume we all can just see it. Um, but some people don't deal with things the way that other people do in reality. But I am, I feel like I do owe it to myself to, to watch it, especially because I do have a black son. And it's not too graphic. I mean, no, but no, I've, I've seen firsthand police brutality at a very young age. I've seen my friend, I was 13, she was 14. She got fucked up by the police in front of all of us. She ended up suing them, got a settlement when she turned 18. I know the tactics. I grew up in one of the most racially discriminatory parts when it comes to um, police department. They have been, uh, Maryland police are like one of the most racist police departments. It's just part of being part of those like 13 colonies. It's really hard to come move away from those racist ass traditions. Mm -hmm. And um, I, to a part of me is almost like used to it. You know what I'm saying? I still was very affected. I cry. I'm a Pisces. I cry when I watch movies and stuff, but the way it's broken down, it's more than just sad. Like it's, it's very technical. You can see how they can get away with the shit they've been getting away with when it comes to us all of our lives. So it's like, honestly, even if it is difficult, even if you can't process the shit, I would prefer y'all to watch it here on Netflix than to watch it in your local city and street when it's happening to you next week. You know what I'm saying? It's a cautionary fucking tale. And I think everyone needs to fucking watch it and just get through with it. That's good advice. I mean, that's good advice. I, I agree with the way that you broke that down. That's, I mean, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's a cautionary tale. It really mm -hmm. is. Cause it could yeah. definitely, I, mean, I don't care that it was, 20 years ago it could happen today 
Sure. It, it, it definitely could. Um, Linda Fairstein, who was the ex-prosecutor for the Central Park Five, um, watching that show, you get to see how her character, you know, how brutal she is and ruthless and non-empathetic. And ugh, she just pissed me off from the beginning. But regardless, Felicity. Hmm? Felicity Hoffman is such a great actress. She is. She is. You all, you hate her. I'm um, kind of shocked that it was no backlash with the whole scandal, college scandal. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, Ava didn't really speak on that. Right, true. But, you know, she's actually, I respect her position on the school thing. It was wrong, but she actually did it, took a plea. She like, a she plea, did yeah. it. Like, she wasn't trying to, like, Lori, uh, Aunt Becky, on Vicky Becky from Full House, she's like, you know, like not owning any of it. Like, she's oh, still I have to go to court, I think, right? Um, Becky? Yeah, she's still going to go to court. She probably actually will face, depending on whatever loopholes they don't find, she'll probably ha- actually have to serve time. She will actually have to yeah. serve time. More she's time. Do what Felicity did and pay her a little fine and be about her way, do her community service. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think she has to do time. No, she didn't have to do any time. Felicity, I, I don't think had to do time. time. Okay. Well, good but I can respect her position on that. Now, regardless of what she did, there's so many other people that do it. It is, you know, if you have money, you have access. It is what it is. I'm not even fucked up that they did it. It is what it is. But I do want them to be held accountable if another race was doing it and get caught. But that's besides the point. But yeah, she played Linda Fairstein, who was the ex-prosecutor for these boys. And uh, total, total ruthless of ruthlessness of a person. We're now seeing that she racist racist she is we're now seeing a lot of her accolades being stripped away from her she's published books her publishers now i did read oh and then she was forced off social media you know because people were coming yeah, her her, her, her scared ass left social media because she left couldn't social media the comments yep yep all of that stuff definitely happened so she's you know she's being held to the fire a lot of people have been saying oh, you know, well huh people have come out on Trump because Donald Trump, Trump he yep. took $85,000 of his own money to mm-hmm. put out a billboard in 1989, basically calling for those five boys to be executed. executed yeah. He wanted them dead, the death penalty. He called them monsters, animals. And now this man is our president. This is the man y'all chose to be our fucking president. And the man who was blatantly racist, been racist forever now, and it, it's also been rubbing people the wrong way. Oprah, you've been, Oprah, you've been catching heat, okay? Because um, Oprah is one of the executive producers on this uh, film with Ava. And, you know, her and Donald Trump have had a very pretty close relationship over the last, like, 20 years. She had him on her show. She said he was his, a friend of hers, whatever. But it's kind of crazy, like, the hypocrisy, because you knew this man took out a billboard calling for the execution of these five boys. You know, you... It didn't seem to affect y'all friendship for 20 years, but now you're producing this fucking documentary about him and, and putting him in this light. You know what I'm saying? It just, and with the Michael Jackson documentary, a lot of people are just questioning Oprah's motives and being like, you know, you're really on some Hollywood shit because you claim to be so soul focused and in tuned and doing the right thing and blah, blah, blah. But you really just riding waves. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. now that it's that popular is. to hate Trump, now you, you know what I'm saying? Now you have a problem with them, but for 20 years, you didn't give a damn. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I 
can see where the people would, you know, take a stance and have a position on that. I do. Um, I but def- it's just money talks. My thing is, even if you're black, it's like her being a fucking multi-millionaire billionaire, it, it surpassed her being black. Yeah. She's just like, I need to be cool with Trump. <laughs> For me. You know? That's how yeah. I see it, but... I'd like to see how their relationship is now. I wonder if they even have one. That's what I wonder too. Yeah, I'd be curious to know like what that looks like, how they genuinely not because she comes out and tells us, but like how like somehow we would know how their real relationship is. He probably hates right. her. But you know, Trump to me, I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. So yeah, Linda Fairstein, she, you know, we're seeing some things stripped away from her and a lot of people are like uh, saying you know, it's, it's, their publishers knew about this years ago, and, you know, people that have put her in the front for a, certain awards have known that she, you know, that these kids were not, not guilty, um, or innocent, they were definitely innocent, and now that she's receiving backlash, now people want to do everything about it and take things away from her, but, you know, I think that we can't have it both ways, I think, you know, what, what was, what's the alternative? We just allow her to continue to have her publishing rights. Da, da, da. Like at this point, I really don't care uh, whether she got stripped away back then or now. I'm just glad that she, it's affecting her pocket. She may be so rich. She may be fine, but you know, um, I, I, I can't say that I would be equally happy that, you know, she, nothing happened to her. Do you know what I mean? Other than us just bullying her, you know, not bullying her, but yeah. going after her. I, it's not, it's not, it's not rewarding because I feel like she needs to be in jail. So I don't feel like I'll ever get the satisfaction or we will ever get the satisfaction that we feel like she deserves, but I'd be lying to say that she was fucked up, but I don't know if she needs to be in jail. Like it wasn't just her. It was the system. Like if you're going to put her in jail, put the judge in jail, put the co-prosecutors in jail, put all of them in jail because it was a whole system. She couldn't have pushed it all by herself. But she knew the system to be able to even push it. So, and they all did. And they all thought it was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. And honestly, this is sad, but it shows you our society. Like, half of the people in our in our world today we didn't even know about the central park five the only reason is getting a claim the only reason people are even outraged is because of a movie you know what i'm saying it shows you how much entertainment rules our fucking lives and rules our lives like this is real life um situations this is in the history books we all could have known this and been outraged but we didn't because we didn't go looking for the information we didn't care so it's just interesting to see how like media controls our whole entire lives um but yeah, it's the whole system. It's the system. I've been saying this for years. This country is going to have a reform coming. It may be now, it may be 50 years from now, maybe 100 years from now, but this country will not continue to operate the way it's been operating because these injustices, people are just getting more and more sick and fed up with it. Mm-hmm. And now Black people and minorities, Mexicans, whoever, Asians, everyone has more power than they had 20 years ago, you know, for their own groups. Mm-hmm. And so they're pushing all these pro- you know, justice narratives forward. Okay. And it, it just, I just feel like we got to be clean from the inside out. Like we can't yeah. still operate with these fuck ass justice systems that are blatantly, you know, prejudiced, racist. It's just, no, you're right. I don't know. You're right. You make all this. I mean, it, it makes I'm done being an American. Huh? <laughs> I said, I'm done being an American. 
<laughs> I can't say that just yet. Y'all, <laughs> I, I may be a Canadian. So. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. It's abortion ban shit. I'm watching the new season of The Handmaid's Tale. Also, y'all, another great show. And it's scary, the similarities between that Handmaid's Tale reality and what's happening right now. And it all started with the damn abortion ban. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all, that's how it all started. Next thing we know, we're going to be fucking wearing smocks and doing ceremonies and watch the Handmaid's Tale, y'all. It's actually a lot of good stuff out right now. Handmaid's Tale, When They See Us on Netflix, uh, the new season of Black Mirror on Netflix. Very, very good. So. so I'm about, I, yeah, now that you say Black Mirror, I'm definitely going to watch that because I saw yeah. the first season and it was so good. Let me know if I'm wrong, but there was an episode in there about like social media and how like future thinking, like the credit, how people look at credit scores with social media and your ranking. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's Black Mirror too, though. That was, that was in Black Mirror. I believe that was the second season, one of the second season episodes, but, um. Oh, how many, so this is the third season of theirs that's coming out? No, this is the fifth, girl. This is the oh, fifth wow. season. Oh, girl, I think I, whew. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But the good thing is, it's an anthropology series. Uh, yeah. It was called an anthropology series, so you don't have to watch every single. You don't have to watch them in order. That's what I. They don't really to. connect. They just have a trend, and the trend is basically like technology, social media. Um, this this year's trend is kind of like virtual reality ish, but it's it's honestly where we're headed. Yeah. Like, my company, that. we're doing big things with virtual reality, like. They're pushing this VR shit. Like, this is the next big wave. Everyone's going to have, like, virtual reality things that connect to their phone. Um, that's the next big wave. We'll see in the next 10 years. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I know. All right. Well, I don't know. Keep me. Ugh, I just feel like it's te- too much technology creeps me out. It just does. It's just scary. It's scary. Because, you know, scary. we're not going backwards. Like, it's not going to get, oh, y'all, let's let's stop with the technology. Like, nah, this it, shit is We're going to replace, mm. listen, it's going to replace people. I'm telling you get, you, get you in a career field where you don't need, you know, to be replaced. Human resources. A robot <laughs> can't do that. Uh, <laughs> get you into I- HRIS. Get, maybe get into the IT field because they're going to need y'all to build these damn robots. Robots. <laughs> These robots will break down because they are man-made. These robots will not be 100% error-proof because, again, they're man-made. So they will need you. Uh, real estate, you know, get you in a field where you don't have to rely on artificial intelligence, I guess is what I'm saying. And you don't have to worry about being replaced. Because a lot of these jobs are being replaced by robots now. Oh, yeah, we're outsourced to different countries. Outsourced? All outsourced, all that. The Uber drivers, they got the self-driven uh, Uber driven that already, already killed somebody. The, the airline flights as well, like, get, you know, surpa- like, it's just getting too much. It's too much for me. Way too much. Keep my Way ass on the ground and let me be behind my own damn wheel at this point. So, um. It's scary. It's scary. So. I do want one of those robot, when I get me a nice house, I do want one of those robot vacuum cleaners, though, that just, like, sends the. Yeah. <laughs> Gets it, gets it, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Kind of cool. All right. Well, this brings us to our last segment, which is called Teabagged. This I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I didn't approve this. 
you did not approve this. I mean, I, I told Bag. you that you just said, I don't care. And I broke. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let the folks know what teabag is so on our show. Yes. Okay. So for those that don't know what teabag, the literal <laughs> for the urban dictionary meaning of teabag is, it comes from the origin <laughs> or the act of having a teabag and you dipping it in your tea like this, right? However, urban dictionary can <laughs> slang and how we have come to know being teabagged or someone you enjoy getting teabagged is when some man has his balls in your mouth and he dips them in your mouth. Okay, so it's like, ah. So this podcast is for 18 and up. Yes, sorry. Disclaimer. Thanks, Whitney. <laughs> Thanks. So, teabag. And if you guys have noticed, we've kept our segments uh, tied to our name, Black Coffee and Tea. And so, therefore, that's kind of how we, um, <laughs> you'll see a consistency with that. So, but no, seriously, teabagged, when we, when we reference it, it's, it's literally going to be describing one or maybe a few people who should be canceled, whether they're black, they're lame, they should just be teabagged, all right? Um, and I'm sure now that you all know, for those that didn't know what teabagged is, you probably don't want to be teabagged and you definitely want to be labeled teabagged, so. That's hilarious. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so do you have anybody that just off the top of your head, you feel like this week, you know what, it's been real crazy. You need to be teabagged. Well, off the break, we can teabag that prosecutor. She's That's been teabagged. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Linda Fairname. Let me make sure I got your name right, because I want to make sure I say this right, because you definitely need to be, yep. Linda Fairstein, ex-prosecutor for the Central Park Five. You definitely need to be teabagged. You teabagged for show. And teabagged by Trump. Um, How about that? Old self-hating, that self-hating black dude in the comments on Regine's post. You're fucking teabagged. You are up for teabagged as well. Fuck. Definitely should be teabagged for that whack rude comment. And I hope that you really your hate yourself. You hate yourself and you hate your mom and you hate everybody. And you hate your siblings. And uh, your grandmama and you your grandma's grandma. You hate your culture uh, and your daddy. So. So you're canceled. You're teabagged. Teabagged. Canceled. Out of there. Lame. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. And we got some people on the verge of being teabagged. All right. 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 Party. You on the verge. Why is she on the verge of getting teabagged? You had a little wish wish song that I was fucking with. But uh-huh. okay. So recently Billboard announced, um, announced like some rapper or songwriter list and cardi was in the top 10 and so people have been like you have a ghostwriter you're not a songwriter blah 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 and of course cardi came out cussing everybody out saying yes she writes her shit yes she has co-writers but she doesn't have ghost writers okay so that really blew me and then also um yeah that pissed me off I was like girl just you already told us you have ghostwriters so if you're getting these billboard awards for songwriting that you know you didn't deserve just shut the hell up just don't speak on it just take it go about your business okay um but another fucking thing that pissed me off with her again was Megan the Stallion our up and coming love her body rapper love from her. Texas, loving Megan the Stallion. Hot girl summer, hot girl summer. Okay, <laughs> so Megan, I think post somebody asked her something and she said, you know, I write all my own stuff or mm-hmm. something like that. And apparently, Cardi and Young 
Miami, I believe, from the City Girls. Mm-hmm. They posted some subliminal shit and basically was like they write some of their stuff too, but they also get reference tracks. And so Megan wasn't talking about them, but social media kind of made it seem like their responses were to Megan and people were like, Oh, a hit dog will holler when you, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are y'all even commenting her? She's on her own wave. She's a real rapper and y'all are just jealous or whatever. So all that shit about ghostwriting and shit. I'm just like, just be who you guys are. Okay. We know this is not 1992 when a lot of y'all don't write no more. That's okay. It's whatever, but don't bash someone who is kind of taking the long road and doing their own writing and working their way up. Right. So, I got it. bagged. Anyone who's been a hater on Megan Thee Stallion's fucking teabagged. All right. Ooh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> serious claim right there. Been teabagged. You do not want to be teabagged on our show because let me just tell you. But uh, but yeah, no. So for um for any of you all, again, we all like to say um every episode. Please, please, please comment like. I was going to say dislike, but apparently you can't do that. Um, comment, give us feedback, good, bad, or indifferent on all of our And we do have a new segment on the show too. Sorry, we have an additional segment once you guys start participating. So if you heard it in um, our most recent ad that we put out through Anchor, uh-huh. there is now voice messaging enabled. So for those who listen to us, you can download the Anchor app, or I believe um, there's like a link where you can click voice message you can leave us a voice message either a shout out a question whatever we will play your voice message during our episode okay so if you submit your voice message just know it may be played on air for everyone to hear and we will respond to your question all right amen yes 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 see that technology piece we are getting real real up here very real and as soon as we find a way to live stream we're also gonna have a live stream um that's when we're going to kick off our merch launch and we will announce the winner on our live stream of our giveaway because we are excited. I just thought of something that I got to share with you offline. Sorry guys. I know people hate when people do that. Like I got something to tell you. Never mind. I forgot. Like, I know we're going to have a black coffee and tea after dark. That's going to be available only on our Patreon. So you will have to subscribe to our Patreon to get access to those. So we got some good things coming y'all. Very juicy things coming filtered or unfiltered re- after dark kids hide your wives and your all right till next time guys <laughs> bye 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 if you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe to the black coffee and tea podcast available now on itunes spotify soundcloud and youtube and if you want to be a part of the bct fam make sure you follow us on instagram at bct podcast until next time